Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Dank and Ryan Huang. And we're going to take a look at some of the headlines investors will be paying close attention to this morning. Coming on the back, of course, uh, of Liz Trust winning the Prime Minister's campaign in the UK. Everyone's minds or everyone's lips is going, winter is coming. Especially when there's a potential for not enough energy. Yeah, it feels a bit cold this morning in the studio as well. I am looking at Europe. Europe just scrambling yeah. for solutions. Yeah. So you've got what's going on in the UK. But let's take a step back and look at what's happening in the European region when it comes to the energy crisis. So yes. it is escalating and European leaders are trying to scramble to get a deal done. Remember, uh, not too long ago, over the weekend, we had guests from Russia's state-owned producer halting supplies to Europe. And that is, of course, worrying policymakers in Europe because um, of how dependent they are on that source. And yeah. that will mean higher energy prices. So here you have Germany saying they will keep two nuclear plants open after they became you know, pretty sure that they will be facing challenges meeting their energy needs. Two nuclear plants. So that's a bit of a policy U turn because mm-hmm. they have, after Fukushima, uh, said that they would phase out nuclear power. Yeah, so here yeah. they have just going back to nuclear sources, um, a bit of a well, notable U-turn of policy, but they are trying to massage the message to say, hey, this is just for this winter only until things get better. There are a lot of factors at play here, right, that are posing a spanner in the works. And it's not just the fact that the Nord Stream 1 pipeline continues to be closed indefinitely because of mm-hmm. so-called repair works, uh, whatever those repair works are. There's a situation where um, the European Union energy ministers are going to meet on Friday to throw proposals out. And then just yesterday, OPEC Plus also throwing another spanner in the works. Yeah, let me dive into the details. So you have Germany trying to reach out to its allies. In this case, you've got French President Emmanuel Macron um, with Germany with an energy pact to get themselves together to organize any help they need. Um, So we don't have a lot of details on how that might play out, but it's pretty much a partnership to make sure things are going to be okay on the energy front. And you have that emergency meeting that's coming up this Friday. And on the table, you have many potential options. It will be interesting to see which will be realistically and feasibly executed. But on the table, you have things like power demand curbs, measures to boost liquidity in the sector, a price cap on gas, and also just looking at existing policies and ripping them up, including how possibly to make it cheaper for companies to pollute in order to bring down the cost of electricity. And France also looking to apply a windfall tax on energy companies in order to help, I guess, um, beef up its coffers. I mean, this is... I apologize for lack of a better choice of words, ridiculous, because nobody wins. You've got an energy crisis, right? You set yourself back as far as the fight against climate change is concerned. And Russia themselves are going to continue to face some form of recession, I would imagine, because the US and Europe continue to put sanctions against them. 
Yeah, for sure. Toto wins. Short-term pain, but it's going to be a question to see if there'll be long-term gain in this case. Right. Oh, okay, so let's talk about the situation with regard to OPEC+. Plus. So OPEC+, Plus on the energy front, also shaking things up with an unexpected move, a cut. You have to bear in mind that since COVID-19 came around, uh, they cut big time back in 2020 to address the lack of demand. Mm. And then since then, as the economy recovered, they started to gradually return supply to the market. And this then marks a... I guess a milestone of sorts that they have now cut again to just tighten supply to stabilize prices because as we've seen in the past few weeks, prices have started to slump with all those concerns about a recession around the corner and how that might impact demand. And we've seen how prices have indeed dropped from 120 back in June to around $90 per barrel. So now on the back of that, price cut we or rather the supply cut is now up by three percent for wti so this is probably going to irk the us which has been pressing opec plus to do the opposite to return more supply because they want to keep energy prices down but opec plus of course has its own agenda they feel that the price is too low and of course, they would benefit from higher prices. I mean, there are some uh, circles that are saying that this is a bit of a back at you, US President Joe Biden type of move, um, especially after he failed to get the Saudi Arabian OPEC kingpin to pump more to cool prices and help the global economy. All right, uh, moving back to the UK, uh, which started all of this talk about uh, winter is coming. Um, they're going to get a new prime minister. Liz Truss prepares to take the reins later today. And her plan is to turbocharge the economy. I know you're going to go into the details, but analysts are saying, economists are saying that the package has to be a really big one in order to lift the UK out of the problems that they're in. Yeah, it's quite a tough um, job right now with what the UK is going through. You have a recession around the corner already flagged by the BOE, the Bank of England. You have inflation at a 40-year high above 10%. You have skyrocketing energy costs. You have strikes by many unions um, being threatened. All that, and she is trying to please everyone. And already she has said she will cut taxes. But that is a bit of a double-edged sword. Because when you cut taxes, it means your government has less revenue. And when you cut taxes as well, potentially it could mean people will be able to spend more. And that could then lead to another round of inflation, which is just going to make things even worse. The problem getting bigger. Yeah, well, after she won the ruling Conservative Party's leadership race yesterday, defeating uh, former Finance Minister Rishi Sunak, she said, I will deliver a bold plan to cut taxes and grow our economy. I will deliver on the energy crisis, dealing with people's energy bills, and also dealing with the long-term issues we have on energy supply. Quote, saying all the right things, but these are impossible well, it looks impossible. As we've seen with many <laughs> policymakers, they say the right things at the right time. And we'll have to see if they play out. But looking at how the markets are pricing it in, yeah. the pound pretty much steady. No big reactions in the wake of her appointment or the vote. And I think it's also a factor of how things have already been slumping ahead mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. event. And here is where you have the pound at near 40-year lows, now just under one. against the US dollar. And this is in the, I guess, backdrop of how the UK economy has been just going through such a tough time. And people, investors have been factoring that in. And this is seeing the 10-year 
UK government bond yield rising as much as 0.08 percentage points on Monday to reach 3% for the first time since 2014. So the borrowing costs for the UK government is just going up. And you have things like the narrative just playing in a negative light for the UK. For example, Deutsche Bank is saying the sterling risks a crisis and it should not be underestimated because of all the issues we talked about. Uh, investors just not liking the UK mm, as much as yeah. they hope it to be. And sterling now requires large capital inflows, improving investor confidence and falling inflation expectations in order for the situation in the UK to stabilise. But the opposite is happening. So Deutsche Bank calling it a sterling crisis. Oh, dear. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Ryan. Uh, Ryan has a wider conversation on this, on the bigger picture. At 8.35, Jeremy Tan, CAO of Tiger Brokers Singapore, will be his guest. He'll talk about the pound reaction and, of course, the potential for an ECB jumbo hike of 75 basis points in September. Uh, make sure you tune in to that discussion happening at 8.35. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.